Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode It's Been Some Money. I've completely forgotten the count. 19? That sounds right. Possibly 20. We skipped a week, so it maybe should be 20, but it's actually probably episode 19 uh, of Grim Scenarios, the, we think, predominant Blood on the Clock Tower strategy podcast. That's right. We are predominant. Uh, Not dominant yet. I'm your... Prior to dominant. We are, I'm of course your host, Emma, and with me, as always, is my other, is your other host, Milk. Hi, Emma, how you doing? Good, Milk, good. How are you? What did you do during your week off from Crim Scenarios? Uh, I graded papers, which is not an interesting or fun thing to do, but was a thing I was behind on, so. <laughs> <laughs> my students, thank you, or maybe not, I'm not sure, everybody, sorry. <laughs> thank you for giving us a week off. Certainly something. We certainly took a week off and we did something with our free time, which was very important. We needed free time. We needed a little Absolutely. break. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we've been we've both been very busy and we're busy now getting ready for Magicians, Gamblers and Drunks in, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Clock Tower Con, which I do believe it's still technically possible to buy tickets for, mm-hmm. but it's coming up really fast. So if you haven't made your plans to go to Vegas yet, you should do that like now. Right now. Do it. Go. Go Bye. right now. We want to see you there. We're excited. We have a very special live episode of Grim Scenarios planned. We're going to handle some characters that we really think could use some social help and audience cues mm-hmm. with, um, because they're hard to sort of do just talking about with just one-on-one like this. So stay tuned for that. It'll be exciting. Yeah, there's a couple of seats left in the panel as well, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. And. And hey, everybody, I checked the schedule, and there's literally nothing else going on at that time. So, <laughs> 6 p.m. Vegas time on Friday, there's literally nothing else for you to do. Come hang out with us. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're keeping it simple this week. Uh, we're going to stick with Trouble Brewing and coming over. and come, uh, come, We're going to cover some of the characters we haven't touched yet that we think have a lot of interesting choices. Uh, we're going to start off, uh, I'm going to play... The famed Raven Keeper. Yeah, we got a lot of requests um, to talk about. We got a, we got a lot of different requests asking us to talk about Raven Keeper, Sage, and Farmer. And so we thought the place to start with this is is on TB, right? Start start at the beginning and start with Raven Keeper. These are all characters that get information when they die in the night something happens when they die in night. farmer passes sage gets information ravenkeeper gets information so these are sometimes called the demon bane characters Mm -hmm. and most scripts like to have one of them though notably bmr doesn't so it's not strictly required though the fool is sort of a demon bane character yeah it's a little bit of a different take right it's it's it instead of instead of dying in the night to do something it just doesn't die instead yeah but the Raven Keeper is the original, the uh, primary, the character that really starts, that exists as a demon bane that shows sort of how Blood on the Clock Tower is different. In a traditional social reduction game, of course, death is elimination, and that ends your participation in the game. You can sort of sit on the sidelines and watch, but you're supposed to no longer be participating because you're dead. Whereas, of course, Blood on the Clock Tower tries to end that and reverse that and change it. And a big way they do that is the Raven Keeper, which is, of course, a character that gets information once per game, and only when they die at night. This is also a very social character. This is a this is a character that functions around 
your ability to convince the demon that you're a good kill, or at least convince the demon at some point in the game they probably need to take you out. Yeah. And so the Ravenkeeper, you know, the later in the game Ravenkeeper can get killed, the more powerful their information is because they're picking from fewer players and have a higher shot of A, hitting a demon, or B, hitting someone who's not a demon and eliminating the demon pools. So as a Ravenkeeper, you did something you want to pay a lot of attention to. Who is a potential demon candidate still? Who's not? You probably don't want to be choosing the washwoman who's already confirming you because that just creates a closed loop and doesn't, you know, help you solve the game for your team. You probably don't want to be picking a dead player in most instances. You want to be trying to find a win condition for your team. Solve the outsider if there's questions about the outsider count, right? Maybe maybe try to solve an outsider claim if, if that's something that's in question in your game, right? L be aware of the game state is a really important part of Ravenkeeper. You can't just kind of go to sleep on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, there's a few different ways to play it. Uh, a lot of people, when they're first starting out, will, of course, just claim one of the powerful recurring influence roles that the demon is definitely going to want to kill, like Fortune Teller, Empath, Undertaker. Uh, the problem is that, of course, demons start reading those as Ravenkeeper claims and don't kill them because they think that's probably just the Ravenkeeper trying to get me to kill them. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ravenkeeper also wants to die, dodge poison. If You probably want to try to get those investigator poison pings off the board early if you're the Ravenkeeper so that you can know that you're not being poison killed and your information's reliable. That's absolutely right. And other people play Ravenkeeper differently. Some people... I. Frequently, we'll just hard claim Ravenkeeper upon the Ravenkeeper. Because mm -hmm. um, what Ravenkeeper would ever hard claim Ravenkeeper? That's silly. Not even just that, but like like I said, the sort of ideal play pattern for the Ravenkeeper is everyone trusts you. You're good. And then the demon's sitting there on Final Four being like, I kind of have to kill this Ravenkeeper that I've been trying to avoid this entire game. Yep. And I really don't want to. Um, but really, I think... As with most things in Blood of the Clock Tower, the main goal is to not be predictable. So, like, don't play Ravenkeeper in a way that the demon is going to be pre able to predict with perfect accuracy whether or not you're the Ravenkeeper, uh, so that they can either kill, not kill you or kill you early, or your information is less powerful, or arrange for a poison killing on you. Uh, you want to play Ravenkeeper in a way... The demon's never going to be quite sure whether you're actually the Ravenkeeper or not. So don't fall into that like basic pattern constantly of always claiming Fortune Teller, Undertaker, Empath if you're the Ravenkeeper. Mix it up. Uh, I sometimes like to claim Soldier when I'm the Ravenkeeper because... Nice one. <laughs> like, why would I do that? If I'm the Ravenkeeper, I'm probably just the Soldier, right? Yep. So we'll, but we'll see how we go on this strategy. Every game is different. What's most important is just you don't want the evil team to know what you're up to. The Ravenkeeper is one of the few things that the evil team has very limited control. The Ravenkeeper and the Undertaker. The, Raven, the evil team does not know who the Ravenkeeper is going to pick and does not know what they'll see if they pick them. Yep. Which makes it a very powerful thing, even in a game with like a spy where the evil team knows everything. And as we've mentioned before, you know, once per game abilities are always more powerful the raven keeper is essentially a once per game ability you're, you're just gonna die one time especially on tb um i wanted to mention just really quickly people get i think understandably frustrated sometimes uh with these types of 
uh, die-in-the-night roles uh, when there is uh, an evil team grim-seeing minion. And I thought we might just want to talk about why it's not, you know, why it's, when it's not that powerful for the evil team to know who the Raven Keeper is, right? What, what is it, what is it about, how does that counterplay work between Spy and Raven Keeper, I guess is, is the big question we, we can ask. Right, so sure. So there's the obvious benefits having the spy and the Raven Keeper for the evil team, and they have the spy poisoner game. They can just poison kill their Raven Keeper and guarantee the information is going to be useless for the evil team no matter what, for the good team no matter what. And I think that's actually much more feels bad than the spy and alone is the is the real risk of just the spy poisoner where he's the Raven Keeper. The evil team has the perfect counterplay to you, and there's not really any optionality you have to avoid it besides trying to get that poisoner killed day one mm-hmm. before they have a chance to pull off the spy poison play. Uh, but putting the poisoner aside, the spy and the Raven Keeper, um, you know, the evil team has to make choices there, and they're going to be difficult choices. Like, the evil team, if they know there's a Raven Keeper, they either have to kill that Raven Keeper early in a spy game, which means, yeah, your information won't be as powerful, but you'll get it, and maybe it'll be something super useful, like, ooh, that player's the Scarlet Woman. <laughs> um, Great information to get, right? Yeah, uh, and but on the other hand, maybe the evil team chooses to leave you alive. But you're as the Raven Keeper, you want to work on not being able to be framed because even if the evil team knows who you are and is dodging you, they might get to a situation on five alive, six alive, four alive, where they realize I can't frame this person. They're not. The, they're not a demon candidate. No one is going to believe they're a demon candidate. They have. Fortune teller knows and empath yes is on or empath zero is on them. Like they're trusted. They, they worked hard to get the poisoner killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I have to make a choice where I have to either drag this confirmed player, this practically confirmed player to final three, or I have to kill them in a situation where their game information is highly likely to be game solving. Yep. So like, if you're worried that as the Raven Keeper in a spy game, you're not going to have anything to do, that you're just going to be sitting around being alive the whole time, you know, just work on your social play. <laughs> like, get yep. the good team on board with, and you can work to that situation where the evil team feels like they have no choice but to kill you late. In which case, booyah, you've accomplished the highest priority goal a Raven Keeper can have, which is to die in the end game. Right. The more the more you believe it to be a spy game, the harder you have to work as the Raven Keeper. Right. Mm-hmm. If you feel like good, if you feel like the powerful roles are getting picked off and you're still alive, you're probably going to be alive late. They're probably either going to have to leave you alive late or kill you late. And either way, you don't want to look like a star pass, and you definitely don't want to look like an evil. You want to look like a good. Yep. So with all that said, Emma. Yeah. Let's go to the grip. Uh, Emma, you're the Raven Keeper. You're sitting in seat two, and uh. I think because there is some important social aspect of Ravenkeeper here, I do want to just go through a couple of conversations here on the first day or two, just to just to give you a chance to demonstrate a little bit about what what kind of interactions you might you might have with another player as the Ravenkeeper um, when you're still trying to figure out your footing. So, um, with that in mind, who do you want to talk to? Well, it doesn't really matter, Milk. Let's say seat four. We've never gone wrong talking to seat four. Never gone wrong talking to seat four. All right, you go and have a chat with seat four. Hello, Emma. I uh, 
I hear you. Uh, I hear you're a pretty good player of this game. I hear you run a, a podcast and must must have some really really good strategies. So what what a uh, what do you think a chef should go around claiming in a game like this? Uh, if I was the chef, I would tell the truth. Well, I am the chef, and I'm telling you the truth. Interesting. So what's your number, chef? Hmm. Um, so are there reasons for a chef not to give their number out? Uh, not super much. Like, there might be some benefit from not know, from not letting the evil team know what chef number they need to kill around. But chef information is so powerful for the good team, you probably just want to share it. All right, I guess I'll just share my information then, Emma. I'm a chef with a one. Ooh, a one. That's a fascinating number. Indeed. I'm not sure what to do about it. But uh, it seems it seems pretty interesting. Yeah, for now, you don't really have to do anything, Chef. But eventually, we'll get to a stage where you do have to do something, and that'll be exciting. We're just going to look, because the evil team, we're going to look for pairs of people who are still suspiciously alive as the game goes on. All right, that sounds pretty good. I guess, uh, I guess I'll keep an eye out for pairs of people who are suspiciously alive as the game goes on. Well, thanks a whole bunch, Emma. I appreciate that. What about you? What are you in this game? What token did you pull out of the bag? You know what? I'll tell you the truth. You were so truthful with me. Mm-hmm. I'm the Raven Keeper. Oh. Uh, isn't that a role you might want to hide? No. I don't really care about hiding. Even they can kill me if they want. They can leave me alive if they want. It's not a big deal to me. Interesting. Okay, well, that's that's great. Well, I'll mark you as the Raven Keeper. Uh, thanks for the conversation. All right, Emma. Well, uh, when you come back out, you get a ping from uh, you get a ping from the player in seat seven. Ooh, seat seven, another great number. Let's talk to seat seven. Yeah. Uh, hi, Emma. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I'm the Virgin. I'm just looking for somebody interested in nominating me. Oh well, you might want to talk to seat four. They have a little bit of a juicy Virgin role. Oh, okay. Seat four is a good good target for a Virgin, eh? Thanks a bunch for that. What about you? What are you in this game? Oh, I'm the soldier, so that would be a rough target for the virgin. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't think I wanna, I don't think I wanna kill off a soldier. Probably, um, town, you know, town will probably do that anyway. <laughs> Soldiers don't usually last that long. Towns, towns like to execute them. So, okay, that sounds good. Well, I'll go talk to seat four. Thanks. Chad, this is another important strategy, which is that if your pet wants to make a cameo appearance on camera. Let them, because people will be enthralled by how cute they are and tell you the truth. I mean, Artemis is super cute. Look at the sweetie. Aww. Oh my goodness, the snuggle. Oh. Okay, sorry. We gotta run a. We gotta run a podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what was that about getting enthralled by pets? Anyway, not important. Uh, all right, Emma. I'll give you. I'll give you another one. What do you? Who do you want to talk to next? Oh, uh, let's talk to C ten would fi- sort of fit a pattern. So let's talk to them. Okay, that sounds good to me. Uh, C ten. Ah, oh, Emma. Well, 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 well. Ha, you're gonna be pretty jealous. What's up? I'm the butler. I know it's your favorite role. It is famously my favorite role in all of Blood on the Clock Tower. How lucky you are. I, I know it's a great it's a great role that I have definitely I have definitely uh, uh, got. It is my role. Who'd you pick last night? 
Uh, I picked the player in seat six. It was, you know, it's random. You don't know who, you don't know, uh, you know who you're picking. So okay, yeah. So we'll see if seats looks like to vote on people you want to vote on, right? Yeah, hopefully. And if they don't, I'll probably just uh, probably just pick somebody else tomorrow. Yeah. What uh, what are you? I'm the I'm the butler. Very very easily confirmable outsider role. Oh, uh, I'm the chef with a one. The chef with a one. Oh, okay, great. That's uh, that's a pretty powerful. That's a pretty powerful piece of information. We can look for ones. That's really good. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Okay, well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, hope uh, hope uh, hope your game goes good there, chef with a one. Uh, if I uh, if I hear of a virgin, I'll send them your way. Mm-hmm. Now, why why are you claiming chef with a one, Emma? Because I think it's important to think about. Think about what you're doing. I'm just because I'm giving out information that someone else is also willing to give out. I don't have information of my own. I just want to share information that's going to be shared anyway. So people are all working from the same playbook. Mm-hmm. So if Chef One's going to be shared, if Seat Four is willing, and they were pretty willing to share that Chef One with me, I didn't have to prod them too hard. Like it doesn't really matter what I'm claiming here. Um, I'm, but I'm going to happily share this likely real information. Okay. Yeah, and I mean. You know, claiming Chef One doesn't mean you're not a powerful townsfolk role, right? A powerful townsfolk might claim a Chef One. Or or someone might want to kill a Chef One because it's just the chef who's not going to trust the chef. Yeah, exactly. It's a powerful, powerful uh, piece of information that you might want to clear out. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, let's do let's do one more. I'll say, uh, I'll say you get pinged by seat one. Perfect. That's what I was going to ask for. Awesome. Because it completes the pattern. That sounds that sounds great. Uh, hey Emma, what are you uh, what are you doing in this game? Oh, uh, I'm just your you know soldier. So what do you feel like telling me? Uh, I am. I guess I'll just hard claim it's fine. Uh, I am your librarian. Oh, fun. And I have seen a drunk, which of course you know is the way it always goes. Uh, between you and the player in seat four. Oof, fun, a drunk. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I could be the drunk. You know, you could be the drunk. Seat four can be the drunk. Sort of no way to know. Yeah, impossible to know. Mm-hmm. Tricky. Okay. Well, thank you, Seat one. I appreciate it. Yeah, no Hopefully problem. Hopefully, I'm not the drunk. That would be pretty sad for me. It would be pretty sad for you. I hope you're not the drunk. All right, uh, and that'll that'll wrap us up for for chats for today. Uh, we uh, we're gonna go to nominations phase. Emma, do you want to make any nominations? No, nah, I'm good. All right, seat four uh, nominates seat seven, and dies. Is executed and dies, and uh, everybody goes to sleep. So let me mark up the grim here. I haven't I haven't been diligent about marking up the grim with the claims. So let me just catch up really quick. A few moments later. All right. Well, you go to you go to sleep, and. Uh, Obviously, the storyteller doesn't wake you up in the night, um, but of course, the following morning, uh, you wake up to discover that the player in seat three has died. Mm, beautiful. So I'll give you um, I'll give you another another chat or two with the socials, and then we'll probably move on to just giving you some information uh, as players want to claim it. So uh, who do you want to talk to? Um. So we have a very important piece of information, which is seat four is not the drunk, mm-hmm. which means either we're the drunk or seat one's the drunk or seat one's a lying liar who tells lies. 
But it also means uh, seed seven is obviously confirmed good, which means our chef one pairs possibly seed five, seed six, but ooh, everyone from seed eight to seed one is deeply suspicious, particularly nine to twelve, because they have multiple chef one partners. So with that in mind, let's talk to seat number 12. Seat 12. Ah, well, seat 12 is a familiar bearded face. Well, hello, Emma. Well, well, well. What do you want to do in this game? Hello. What do you want to do? I mean, I certainly wouldn't tell you the truth about my role. Oh, well, then you're probably evil, right? No, I'm as good as good can be. And, in fact, I am going to help this town a lot. Oh, what are you? What are you? This helpful town role you are. Emma, I'm going to tell you that I am the mayor. Hmm, the mayor. That sounds real. It is real. I am really, really the mayor. Okay. And I am going to be here until the end of the game so that we can win a mayor win. Perfect. Well, I've heard of a chef one, or I am the chef one. Or I just want to kill your kill your neighbors for fun. I'm okay to kill neighbors. It's not a well, problem. Let's for me. kill both your neighbors for fun. All right, let's kill my. That'll neighbors make for it fun. easier to believe you're the mayor and not evil. You know what? I'm all about it. Let's do it. I'm for it. Let's go. Uh, okay. Uh, so you have that conversation. Uh, let's say you get. Uh, let's say you get a ping from seat eight. Okay. Uh, hey Emma. Uh, what's going on with you this game? Not much, not much. What's going on with you? Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I'm hanging out, uh, doing my thing. Um, I do have a juicy piece of information that I wanted to share, but it's not my info. Ooh, I love hearing juicy pieces of information. They're so beautiful. I heard that there's an evil ping between seat 10 and seat 12. Ooh. Like a fortune teller, yes, or an investigator? Uh, I don't think I want to say which one it is. Uh, I want you to say which one it is. So, what, why don't you, what, would, you, would you tell me something about you? I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure I want to uh, like, give away somebody else's. I'm a soldier role. here. I don't have any information of my own. My entire ability to help us with this game is basically based off me knowing other people's information so I can make informed decisions. So this ping on C10 and C12 would be super helpful to me as the soldier. Okay, okay. Um, so I heard that seat 11 is the empath and has a 1 on 12 and 10. And they were going to nominate one of them yesterday, but the the virgin thing happened. Ooh, fun. I could believe that. Yeah, I don't think I want to share my role yet. Okay. Um, but since you told me, um, yeah, okay, I'm the Slayer. Fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, I'm. I kind of want to use it around like day three, I think, if I can. That's a good time to use it yeah i heard i heard on grim scenarios that some of those kinds of roles maybe you should save them until like day day three maybe never heard of that don't know what you're talking about thank you okay bye 
Uh, just mark that as the Slayer, and I guess I'll mark this. I guess I'll mark this Empath One here. Uh, and I'll give you one more, Emma, and we'll just give you the info this time, because. Okay, let's talk to uh, seat. Nine. Let's get all these people on this side of the room. Uh, seat nine, you said. Yeah. Uh, seat nine says, "Hey, Emma. Uh, yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the investigator, and I have seen a poisoner between seats five and twelve. Poisoner on seats five and twelve. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, to be candid with you, seat five claimed recluse to me." Yeah, I don't believe that. No, I really want to know what seat six and seat three are claiming now. Oh, I tell them I'm the Raven Keeper. Oh, you're the Raven Keeper. Oh, okay, that's that's really interesting. Um, okay, sounds good. Uh, thanks a lot. And we'll come back to town for nominations. And seat 11 immediately nominates seat 12. And the accusation is as follows. I've got, a, uh, I've got a information. I've heard of a ping on seat 12. I actually heard of two pings on seat 12, potentially. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, uh, what's going on there, but um, yeah, I just think seat 12 is evil, uh, and we should kill them. And uh, that's 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 my accusation. And seat 12 says, uh, I'm not evil. Uh, I've been honest with everybody I've talked to today. I'm a good character. Please don't kill me. Um, I'm going to be helpful for town later on. Okay. The, the vote's gonna the vote's gonna go around. Uh, and seat one's gonna vote on this. Seat. Uh, do you want to vote on it? Uh, I before the vote comes around, I would like to lean over to seat three and ask if they're the saint. Yes, I'm the saint. They say they're the saint. You, did you directly ask them? Are you the saint? Yeah. Yes, he says yes. I, I'm the saint. How did you know that? I was just wondering if there was all four outsider claims. Yeah, I'm the saint. Okay. In that case, I'm not going to vote on this. Have you heard of a drunk? I've heard of a drunk, a butler, a recluse, yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so uh, you don't vote on it. Uh, seat 5 votes on it. Uh, seats uh, 7, 9, and 10 vote on it, but it doesn't get 5. The player in seat 12 stays alive. Uh, do you want to make a nomination? Nope. All right. Uh, seat one nominates seat five and says, uh, "I've heard of a, I've heard of a ping on this player. Um, they are claiming, uh, they are claiming an outsider role. So I don't think their role is that important. Um, so it might not be that bad of a kill." Uh, and the player in seat five says, "Yeah, I'm the recluse. Uh, I'm not that important. I'm an okay kill for town. If you want to kill me." Um, so, uh, the vote starts and, uh, the hands go around and we'll just say that, uh, seat six votes on it, uh, seat nine votes on it, uh, seat 11 and seat one vote on it. That's five, right? One, two, three, four, oh, seat 12 will vote on it too. Yep. So five, or uh, six, nine, and then, uh, 11, 12, and one I'll vote on it. Would you like to vote on this? Six, nine, eleven, twelve. Oh no, six, nine, eleven, twelve. Uh, no, six, nine, eleven, and one. Sorry, not. Oh, nothing. you're forcing me to make decisions. Now I'm yeah. good. Okay, you're not gonna vote on it either. 
Okay, sounds good. So just to explain sort of my thought process here, it seems likely we're in a Baron game with the Outsider Claims and the Saint dying in the night. Um, it's possible we're not, but I want to investigate this a little more. If it's a Baron game, Minion pinging off the Recluse, Investor pinging off the Recluse, probably just valid. Like, it seems really weird you'd put a Minion in an Investigator ping with a Recluse and put an Empath when they were going to be sat next to an Empath 1. I think if the, I am just pretty skeptical of this Empath 1 at this point. Um, and the Recluse seems... It's possible that we have an evil there between 12 and 10. If we have a new there between 12 and 10... It, obviously, if it's 10, the Baron game breaks apart. If it's not 10... Uh, yeah, I just don't think 12 is evil in those words. I would maybe vote on seat 6 at this point. Okay, well, seat 6 nominates seat 1. Uh, and seat 6 gives the accusation... Um, uh, we really need to probably kill somebody today. I think it's pretty important. Uh, and seat one uh, is claiming a spent roll, so let's kill seat one. And seat one says, I mean, yeah, I'm a spent roll. I'd rather not die, but, you know, I understand that we want to kill people. Uh, so uh, if you want to do that, then we can. Uh, you're the first vote uh, on seat one, so do you want to vote? No, I'll pass. All right. Uh, we'll say this one gets uh, seat five votes on it, seat six votes on it. Um, seat 8 votes on it, um, seat 10 votes on it, but it still only gets 5 votes. I'll nominate seat 6. Uh, Alright, uh, you nominate seat 6. Uh, what's your accusation? So there's some information I've heard that suggests there's some worlds where seat 6 is evil. I haven't talked to seat 6 yet, don't know what they're claiming, but think it might be worthwhile to remove them to clear up some worlds. Uh, right, seat six says, uh, I am a really bad kill for town today. Uh, I think we should, uh, kill someone else. Um, and... That's all? Yep, that's their, that's their defense. I'm a really bad kill I'm for town. Voting, I'm voting so hard on this. All right, well, uh, seats, uh, seats eight and nine vote on this, and then seats, uh, 12 and one vote on it, and are you gonna vote on it? Yeah, I'll vote on it. All right, you make it five. Seat six goes on the block. Nobody else seems to be able to interested in killing anyone so seat six is executed and dies and everybody goes to sleep now emma mm-hmm. giving you two days of information you've got a, an idea about the grim so i would love it if you would die please okay um and what i would like to know is what player do you want to pick with your ability, and what is the thought process that goes into this choice? What are you looking to learn, and what are you what are you eliminating? What players are you eliminating from contention as a potential pick? All right, so I'm not picking seat one because assuming that seat one is good, I'm always seeing drunk there. Okay. So I already know that that's what's being seen at seat one if seat one's good, um, and I have no reason to think they're evil. In fact, in a chef, yeah, no reason. In a Chef 1 world, your direct neighbors, if you're good, are slightly more likely to be good than normal, so... Um, not going to pick Seed 1. Not picking Seed 7, obviously, we all know they're the Virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, not picking Seed 5, either the, the Recluse or the Poisoner, probably, in which case I'm just seeing Poisoner regardless of whether I pick. Nothing interesting there. Yep. Uh, so that leaves me with five legitimate choices. Seed 12, Seed 11, Seed 10, Seed 9, Seed 8. At this early stage of the game, 
I think the most valuable thing to, for me to do here is to check seat 10. Okay. If I'm sober and healthy and see Butler, that's super powerful information because it confirms all the outsiders. It makes it likely that the empath is evil. Possible that the evil team is just seat 12, 6, and 5. No, it can't be 12, 6, 5 if it's a Baron game. Um, but uh, it's likely the empath is evil probably with the investigator and the slayer if I see Butler. All right. If I see empath, it makes some means something. If I see don't see Butler, it means something different. So I'm picking C10. You pick 10, and I show you Butler. Okay. So, uh, what conclusions do you think you can draw about the Grim? If you had to decide what's going on in the Grim right now in this moment, what do you think is happening? Uh, most Obviously, likely... it's not a finalized. It's not a finalized Grim. Yeah, situation. it's not finalized. So. You you hope you're sober here. If you're sober here, this is super powerful information. It means the librarian's the drunk. It means that Recluse and Saint are real. Butler's real. Uh, Empath, probably evil. Chef one is probably Slayer and Investigator. Hmm. That's what you'd want. That's what you would hope would be true. In worlds where you're drunk, it's just meaningless because you're drunk. Of course. So you don't live in that world, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna carry it too much more because uh, we've already done you know a pretty good chunk of we've already got done, done a pretty good chunk of time here. Um, but uh, if you had to point out uh, evil players, uh, let's see how many of them you can get uh, on your on your guesses here based on what you know. Uh, based on what I know, I think the most likely evil team is nine, eight, and eleven. There's other possible permutations, but nine, eight, eleven is the most likely evil team. Cool. Uh, you're your information and your your assumptions are very very close uh, you have almost found the entire evil team uh so i will just tell you uh we'll go around this uh, grim real quick uh, so you of course were the raven keeper you were not the drunk uh you did get uh, correct information on the butler in seat 10 uh the saint is in seat three and i just told you that they were the saint the chef in seat four is the sh uh, correct chef uh, is the real chef with a chef one uh, also not the drunk uh, the player in seat five is, in fact, the uh, recluse, uh, and uh, the player in seat six is the undertaker, uh, who was pushing on people because they wanted to get information uh, and didn't really, you know, want to share that they were the undertaker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Seat seven is the virgin. Uh, seat eight, your slayer claim is the scarlet woman, which makes seat nine your baron. Uh, who has put all these outsiders into the game. Seat 12, who claimed mayor, is in fact your mayor. And that leaves between seat 1 and seat 11 an imp and a drunk. Uh, the empath is in fact the drunk, and the librarian claiming to have seen a drunk is in fact your imp. Uh, but you did get two-thirds of the evil team off of your off of your two days of information and a Ravenkeeper pick, which is exceptionally good and powerful. Other other players in town might have had to, you know, as the game continued, you might have been able to solve out that the empath was getting drunk information. Uh, you might have killed the empath the next day, and then the game wouldn't have ended. You know, don't really know where the game goes from there. But I thought that was a very good demonstration of how you can talk about being the Raven Keeper, you know, how you can present information. You talked to the Baron very late on that day, so the Baron wasn't able to communicate back to the Imp when you claimed Raven Keeper to them, um, and nobody else was sharing that you were the Raven Keeper, so... A uh, little bit of luck there, but also very helpful, I thought. Okay. Nice and successful Ravenkeeper run. Get set up for game two, friends, so don't go away. But we'll be right back.
Alright everyone, welcome back to our second half of Grim Scenarios for the week. Still in trouble brewing, and as you can see from the token on the Grim, Milk is playing as the spy. Mm, sneaky sneaky. So Milk, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the spy. I think uh, when you first play Blood on the Clock Tower, when you first pick up a token in trouble brewing, and look at the look at the token list. Look at the look at the information. You look at spy and you go, that is so unfair. How unfair is it that the evil team gets to know everybody's roles? The whole point of social deduction is other people not knowing what what your role is, like being able to hide that information. And they go, that's so powerful. And then they overlook. The second part of the spy's ability, which is you might register as good or a townsfolk or outsider. And that's really where the spy shines, because the spy's ability really allows them to blend into the town and really disappear from powerful townsfolk uh, abilities. On a script where the demon can pass their token to a minion late in the game the spy can catch a star pass be in zero pings have conf have positive confirming information on them empath zeros fortune teller knows washerwoman confirmation librarian confirmation no no chef ping to point at them right they can have everything looking right and just catch the star pass and be the demon in final three. It's an incredibly powerful ability. Knowing the Grim, you know, Emma, I think I think over the course of these 19 episodes, I think we've demonstrated that knowing the Grim, while useful for the evil team, is generally something that they can deduce. And even for good players, is often something you can deduce. So while having the Grim helps you make decisions early and can certainly help you make choices about, you know, optimizing your kills, having a hidden spy in the game that's not registering to anyone, that's the that's the juice. That's the money. That's the that's the real power. You were talking about the power of no one knowing it's a spy game. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd show you a Grim and see what you have to say. That sounds great. Let's take a look. All right. Received the Grimoire. Got it. Let's take a look at our night information, everybody. Uh, yes, I want to see the Grimoire. There it is. Okay, so this is really, really interesting. So, uh, knowing it's a spy game is a big part of what looks like it's going on here right now. So, let's what do you mean, Milk? <laughs> let's take a look at what Emma's given us here today. So, we are the spy sitting next to the imp. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, add some tokens to the Grim. A few moments later. So let's talk about what we can think about from this Grim. All right. Um, the first thing is we need to figure out what's going on in these pings. Um, so the librarian has seen us as the wrong ping in a butler ping. Uh, and as the right ping in what is probably a spy ping. We are probably being shown as the spy. I mean, you almost have to be because yeah. the investigator is sober and healthy. There's no poisoner. Yeah, it's the actual minion ping, right? 
uh, and then the Undertaker is the wrong in this. Uh, so, what does that what does that mean? Um, it means a couple of things. The first thing is it means we could get into a Butler double claim, right? We could double claim the Butler and get the Butler killed. That doesn't seem super valuable uh, or useful. Trading the spy for the Butler. Plus, with you in both pings, I think that'll read as a pretty obvious spy play. You get zero points for suggesting yeah, double claiming yeah, the yeah, butler. Yeah. That's not great. What's that, Artemis? Oh yeah, zero points. She wants to take away points, but she's we're, you can't get into the negative. We're, so. we're, yeah, we're, we're starting early now. Another play we could try uh, is we could try to double claim the Undertaker. We could get into an Undertaker double claim here, right? A claim where we claim to be the Undertaker, and the Undertaker also claims to be the Undertaker, and Town is sure that one of us is the spy. Now that's something you could do. Um, you could use your undertakering to give out false information on players, but that's likely to eventually get you caught as the spy. So what's option number three? I'll give you two points for that answer. I also agree you shouldn't be dealing in undertaker. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a good one. So what's option number three? Option number three is frame the undertaker as I don't know, let's go with the spy who has been seen in a spy ping and claim something else entirely. Possibly something that does not get information. Possibly something where you're not using the Grim to your advantage, but handing the Grim off to other people so that they know it. But honestly, it's not even that important that we use the Grim here, right? There's a whole bunch of stuff that's already happening. We have to hope one thing we really have to hope is that with all these pings on us, the storyteller has seen fit to give the chef something other than a one. I think that's a safe assumption. I'll give you two points for making that assumption. And I like this idea you have of claiming a non-information role. I'm going to give you a two points for that one. That brings you up to six. And I'll give you a bonus point if you can guess what non-information role I think you should be claiming here. I'm going to claim Recluse. You get the bonus point for an all the way up to seven. Yeah. And the reason why, ch uh, chat viewers at home, whatever we call you, I don't know. The reason why, everybody, we're going to claim the Recluse is because we're going to create the illusion of a barren game. <laughs> You've seen through what I want you to do, Milk. I'll give you two points for getting everything I wanted you to do here. That brings you up to nine. I'm going to claim Recluse. I'm gonna, it's going to make my imp who's sitting next to me look like they're not the demon because there's going to be a chef. Uh, there's going to be a chef zero. So that's going to be good, right? That's going to mean that hopefully the, the town thinks that the imp's not the demon. And hopefully the Scarlet Woman takes that saint bluff. And so it looks like they are actually the saint which means we can frame somebody else later in the game. We can frame the Undertaker as the as the spy. That's a nice, powerful uh, thing we can do. Um, I might even tell the Imp, don't hurry up and kill the Fortune Teller. There's not really a rush to do it, and we would love it if the Fortune Teller pings off of the Soldier. That said, the Fortune Teller is probably the only trustworthy good information here. So... You know, that's that's a thing. We may have to get the fortune teller fairly early, but I would actually I would actually think about um, killing off the I would actually think about killing off the virgin if they haven't procced early. Um, maybe one of the uh, reliable roles, the chef, 
Maybe kill off the Raven Keeper to make them think they're poison killed. There's so much available here that's not killing the Fortune Teller straight off. And the later we kill the Fortune Teller, the less likely it looks like Spy. Milk, and what... Uh, so if you want the Scarlet and Bluff Insane, which I agree with, which of the two bluffs, other buffs do you think your imp should be taking? And yeah, well, well let's... What, what do you think your imp should be bluffing here? If I'm the imp, I probably take Washerwoman of those two bluffs. The imp is going to have the Grim fairly quickly. Um, I can... I can I can lean over and whisper to them potentially, or send a send a whisper chat to them of a player that they can washerwoman confirm. Um, I will give you two points for that, and I'll give you a bonus if I like your answer on who they should be washerwoman confirming. Um, so a a great choice for washerwoman confirmation here, I think, is the Raven Keeper. I agree. Agree completely. That's the full three points. But give, give the rest of your explanation. Give the rest of your explanation and why they should be confirming this drug Raven Keeper. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why. Raven Keepers really, really desperately, like, people feel bad for Raven Keepers. So storytellers often washerwoman confirm them um, because it's 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 helpful for the good team to some extent, but also it's not confirming like a, a constant ongoing information role, etc., etc. So um, Raven Keepers often get confirmed. So it's not unusual for a washerwoman to see a Raven Keeper. And also, it makes the drunk Raven Keeper's information look good. We want the drunk information to seem like it's good information. So yeah, basically, my my first my first thing is going to be to start claiming Recluse. We have to hope we have to trust the storyteller. We have to hope that they're not giving a Chef One. Even if they are giving a Chef One, we have a Scarlet Woman that's going to get a Saint Bluff that's going to be able to carry a lot of this game. So even if the Imp gets offed and there is a Chef One probably okay we want to try to get uh we probably want the fortune teller dead on day on night two potentially um get that raven keeper killed maybe night three ideally um and just really yeah make it make it look like a spy game or make it look like the spy is trying to hide that it's a spy game um again if the virgin doesn't get proc day one just get rid of that get rid of that virgin you know mm-hmm and Milk, uh, given that you're bluffing Reckless, I assume you're not going to be trying to proc the Virgin, eh? No, it's a, it's a good interaction we should talk about, right? Um, the, 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 the spy can register as a townsfolk uh, for the Virgin's ability, so you can like try to get yourself to look like a good player. Um, but players know that, so it doesn't always work. Um, I'm not going to be in a rush to get confirmed. I don't need to be confirmed, because I'm not the demon. I'm the spy. Now, if somehow the, the Scarlet Woman doesn't take the Saint Bluff for some reason um, and dies, I can potentially catch a Star Pass later, in which case I still don't really want to have interacted with the Virgin. I don't want to have, I don't want to have nominated them while claiming Recluse and not look, like a, not look like a townsfolk, and I certainly don't want to be dead. That doesn't help my town. So let somebody get confirmed. I'm happy for anybody in this town to nominate the Virgin except for basically the Raven Keeper, right? The Undertaker is the spy. Uh, so they can register. I'm just going to immediately go, oh, well, the spy can just get killed by the virgin. You know, whatever. Uh, the fortune teller is fine. The librarian is confirming an outsider who will just kill off later. We're going to have to kill off the outsiders to sell a baron game. Um, the chef can get killed off. The chef number is helping me. The soldier can get killed off. That helps us out a lot. We're, we're going to have to make the soldier look like the demon. So we really need mm -hmm. that fortune teller to hit the soldier so we can sell them as the demon. I agree with that. So I'll give you another two points up to 14. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's not a whole lot else, you know, there's not a whole lot else we can do in the planning stage here, right? Other than transmit this suggestion of a plan to the team. Sorry, everybody. We just, I just realized you can't see the grim. We've you've just been talking, looking at us talking, but that's okay. Yeah. So I would go as to posit that your job here as the spy is basically done in this game. In this specific game, I just have to convincingly be the recluse. Yeah, you've given, you just need to transmit the information. You've gained the information. Like, you're, you, you have basically nothing more to do, and we're not going to continue the scenario much longer because there's not much for you to do here actually using the spy. And this is a very important part of the spy's ability. The spy's ability is almost entirely a night one ability. Yep. Um, I might register to some people as not the spy later yeah, if on. If you're set but somewhere near an empath, maybe it matters. Yeah. Like, if you get executed, maybe it matters. But basically, your job is done night one. You're either used to confuse a ping, or you're not. And even when you're not used to confuse a ping, you know what those pings are, and you can plan around them. But look how much information those confused pings... Look at how much information those confused pings have, have netted us, right? About how to, how, how to play this game. We have a strategy for the whole game now. Now, I can't force this strategy on my teammates. My teammates have to choose this, and they may play differently. They may they may take different bluffs if if they if they. But even if the Scarlet Woman doesn't take the Saint bluff, or the Imp doesn't take the Saint bluff, even if they go Slayer and Washer Woman or something like that, right? Me being the Recluse still looks good for me. The Imp Washer Woman confirming a Raven Keeper that's drunk still looks good. You know, they might choose to do some weird confirming with each other. Okay, you know. We leave that up to other players. We can't dictate what they do. But there is a play in this Grim. So, yeah. Milk, with all this said, I want to ask you a question. Let's say, despite all your careful planning, everyone says, Milk's in the investigator ping. Milk's in the librarian ping. Milk's not the recluse. He's just the spy. What, 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 how does that affect your strategy if they all just decide you're the spy? Who here can you frame as on your team? Who's an easy person to frame on your team as the spy here? Uh, I can certainly frame... Uh, so there are a couple of things I can do. Um, I can certainly frame the soldier uh, as being on my team because they're in the fortune teller red herring ping. I can also frame the raven keeper. They're going to get false information and they might look like an imp star passing. So that's a potential as well. Uh, also, because I'm claiming an outside, let's see, so I'm claiming an outsider, uh, so if they think I'm evil, then there is a drunk, and there's also a butler. So the butler's real, so I can't frame the butler. Oh! 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 I was gonna... Oh, I can frame the butler, because one of my, one of my, one of my teammates is claiming saint. And, because you're in the librarian ping, so the librarian could just be pinging off you and you could frame the butler can't give you three points for that answer because you didn't see that you can frame the butler i don't know that the librarian has i would have to switch my claim to butler yeah it would have to come before i claimed recluse. No, you can you can do it even even being claiming as the recluse you can frame the butler you can say you can make it look like you and the butler oh. are an evil team together sure that you just pick two outsiders and hope you got the right ones yeah that's fair that's also possible. Yeah, it's a harder play to make, I think. But yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I would, I would probably not, I would probably not lean to that. I would probably not lean into that play so much. Framing the butler, um, 
but it's an option if you get it's seen the, if you get if you get read as the spy it becomes an option yeah what i don't want to do is i don't want to close doors for my mm-hmm. team so i don't you know if i'm if i'm selling a saint world if 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 i'm still trying to sell like that the 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 scarlet woman is the saint or the imp is the saint right that looks more true if i'm the recluse so if i try to make the butler look evil that might make yeah, I don't know. It, it there, there's well, if you if you and the butler are evil, that makes the saint look even more good. They're confirmed. Yeah, it depends on how people read it. Like they might just go, okay, saint and butler. That's the two outsiders, and then the raven keeper, the drunk raven keeper, is still useful. So like it's just, yeah, it it depends on how you approach it. I think I think you're right. You could make the butler look evil. I'd probably try to make the soldier and the raven keeper look evil. I think that's the I think that's the strongest too. Well, we'll leave you off on fourteen points. And say this was a solid week for Milk, and 14 points will say is enough to trade in for your third certificate. Number three. Hopefully in Vegas we find out what those certificates do. I have actually decided what you can trade those certificates in for in Vegas, Milk. Well, looking, looking forward to find it out. I'm sure the audience is too. Uh, well, with that, everybody, we're going to uh, close up this episode of Grim Scenarios. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little bit of something about the Raven Keeper and the Spy. We'll be back with you, of course, next Wednesday, as every Wednesday. Except for last Wednesday, when we didn't do it. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, every, everybody needs a break sometimes. All right, Emma? Nine, nine episodes at a time. I think we took a break after the ninth one as well. So we'll just take a break every nine episodes. It won't be a reliable thing that we could ever repeat pop- properly, but... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> bye friends. Sorry we deprived you of grim scenarios last week. We'll do it again at some point. We hope your scenarios this week are grim. <laughs>